Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects, vast and cool and unsympathetic, regarded our planet with envious eyes. 
Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Welcome to the Secret Teachings radio broadcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you for joining us this morning, this afternoon, tonight, whenever and wherever you are listening. Right now, Black Friday in a lot of places. Maybe you're listening, standing in line at a Black Friday sale. Welcome to the Secret Teachings and the Fringe FM. Thank you for tuning in as you wait for your new TV or new video game or whatever it is that you're looking for. I haven't been to a Black Friday sale in about three years, and I uh, went to one with a high school friend in West Virginia like three years ago. We went to uh, Best Buy, and uh, the only thing I bought was a little razor blade thing, you know, do some home haircuts, little trimming at home, and uh, that came in really handy after the lockdowns and the mask mandates because I just didn't want to go to get my haircut, so I started cutting my hair with that, and that was a... Uh, it was a $20 razor, all these attachments. I got Black Friday. I didn't intend to buy anything. I just wanted to go see the hysteria. And I realized, like, most people aren't even going to Black Friday sales. They're buying everything online. And Amazon is supposed to, um, you know, they're going to make billions <laughs> this this month. Like, every month, they're going to make billions, you know, this year. Uh, they might not make as much money, though, because there's supposed to be some worker strike today or Friday technically tomorrow depending on when you're, when you're listening uh, today is Thanksgiving or Black Friday again you know everybody's listening at a different time zone but the date of the show November 25th 2021 for a point of reference Amazon's supposed to have this big uh, walkout of employees you know they're supposedly demanding better wages and reducing carbon footprints and it just seems like a suspicious public relations ploy you know I mean, I really hope that all of you had a had an agreeable and an enjoyable Thanksgiving. I'm sure a lot of you watched some football. Maybe you watched a parade promoting masks and vaccines in New York. You know, it's appropriate they call it the Macy's Day Parade, considering the history of the department store and the origins of, uh, you know, public relations. Now, of course, you know, the Macy's Day Parade is, uh, you know, something that people just they're all about the uh, they're all about the parade. It's a big thing. I used to watch it when I was a kid. Uh, you have the Macy's Day parade and uh, I, I, I just don't care to watch anything on TV anymore. you know even hockey. I love hockey. I, I just can't watch hockey anymore. I honestly forgot that there was even NHL hockey until was it last Friday night uh, Clyde and I did a show on Ground Zero, and uh, one of his producers, uh, Wes, who runs the board, Wes was he invited me on his show too. But Wes was like, "Hey, you know the Seattle Kraken are playing Colorado right now," and I and I was like, "No, I I didn't know that. I just forgot there was any hockey going on. I just I can't stand to watch it. I can't I can't watch Al Roker. You know, I can't watch these fake talking heads. I don't care if it's you know about a pandemic or it's about you know giant you know." Uh, balloons and blimps going down the street in New York. It's just, it's just one big, you know, 
exercise and, and mind control as far as I'm concerned at this point. And maybe I take it too far, but you know, I'm lucky because, you know, over the years I've, I've always made myself, you know, dinner for Thanksgiving, not always like a Thanksgiving themed dinner, but I always made myself dinner and I'm lucky this year because my fiance is uh, kind enough and she's patient enough. She might be able to hear me right now. So I'm, I'm, I'm giving her all the compliments. Uh, although she eats the same way I do, but she was nice enough to make, uh, you know, plant-based coleslaw, plant-based stuffing, plant-based mushroom gravy, uh, and an apple crisp as well. And, uh, you know, the, these are things that like, I'm not, I'm not a meat eater. I'm not a, a connoisseur of dairy or cheese or milk and butter. I, I, I'm, I'm allergic to it. I don't like the taste of it. I don't like the, the poor conditions that the animals are kept in. But, you know, at the same time, I also don't, I, I don't believe in climate change narratives. I don't believe in the hysteria. I'm one of those people. I, I don't eat meat, but it's not for political reasons. It's for practical reasons. It's for spiritual reasons. And, uh, you know, all these, uh, all these foods that, that I eat, you know, they're, they're, uh, they're not alternatives to anything. They're just, it's just food. It's just vegetables and grains and greens. And, you know, usually my fiance and I, we split the cooking, but she decided to make dinner for, for Thanksgiving. And we took it over to her family's house here in New York. And hopefully this is my, my last New York Thanksgiving. I've had a couple, uh, they've been miserable. Uh, this one was, this one was better. Uh, and I'm hoping to have all those same delicious foods in Arizona next year because we're moving very soon. Sometime during next week, actually, the first week of December. And uh, I'm really sincerely grateful and thankful to all of you who donated to the Escape from New York fundraiser. It was at about 60-something percent last night. I'll have to check it at the end of this show. So, so we made like 600 of of $1,000, which is a lot of money in, in like a week and a half. So you guys that donated, thank you so much. But... I'm not forgetting about you who, you know, you you subscribe monthly, weekly, yearly. Like, I'm not forgetting about you either. Like, you're the reason that this show is sustainable. And a lot of the people that donated, most of them are people that are subscribers anyway. So, you know, don't feel bad if you didn't donate a dollar. It's just I want to call out the people who donated to the fundraiser because I'm thankful for that. I'm, I'm really appreciative of that. It's it's important to me, and it, and it drives this show, and it, it, it lets me know that what I'm doing is is right or what I'm doing is at the very least, you know, entertaining. Even if you sit there and you say, I'll eat as much meat as I want to eat. Screw you, Ryan Gable. And that's cool. If you want to eat meat, I'm an advocate for you eating meat. I just think that in anything and everything we do, we should be responsible. So I, I think you should eat meat. I think you should eat your dairy. I just don't do it. And I think if you're going to do it, be responsible. Don't overconsume it like with anything else and, and try to source it locally, you know, these are solutions to the minor problems that are turned into global problems artificially and used to usher in a new society. And, um, you know, I had a good Thanksgiving while I was thinking about all that stuff and uh, our robot turkey show from last night, which is one of my favorite promos, the robot turkey show. And scanning over emails to see who won a copy of one of my books, Food Philosophy. You just pay shipping. Uh, it raised so much. It, it's I really can't give these things away totally free. you got to pay for shipping, but... You're going to get a free copy of one of the Food Philosophy books. I've got three available, and I was looking over the emails last night. I, I just asked if you'd like to win a book. Just email me, rdgable at yahoo.com. Tell me something you're thankful for. It doesn't have to be about the show. It's something you're thankful for. You know, wink, wink. 
just joking, just something you're thankful for, maybe a paragraph. And uh, I'll pick the, uh, the three best ones that I think. And uh, I'll send you a copy, a physical copy of the book Food Philosophy. It's also on sale right now through the 1st of December. 300 plus pages, everything from geoengineering and environmental theory, disease theory, germ theory, analyzing all of that. You know, things like comets might be more responsible for disease than, than pathogens. So I'm looking at things like that in the book, exploring it along with food colorings and, you know, corporate food manufacturing deception. It's all in the book, Food Philosophy. It's 12 bucks right now with free shipping in the U.S., www.thesecretteachings.info. Just donate that amount. Uh, PayPal, rdgable at yahoo.com. That's how we do it all here on the show. And uh, I was thinking about that. I was going through the emails, and uh, I really liked the Robot Turkey show last last night. That was, I thought it was, a, I thought it was a really good really good show. I don't know how I can top that tonight, but I'll try. And, uh, you know, since my show comes on later or earlier in the morning, I guess, depending on where you are, I, I assume that most of you by now have slept off the tryptophan high. You've seen men in tight pants smacking each other in the butts and throwing a rubber ball. And uh, you've had enough family arguments over race, sex, gender, and cultural appropriation to be in the mood for a Thanksgiving Day episode of The Secret Teachings. So here we are, November 25th, 2021. Normally don't do a Thanksgiving Day Day show, but we are doing that tonight. And last night I mentioned on occasion, uh, you know, I don't eat meat. I said that a moment ago, too. I don't eat meat. But I consider myself a vegan, kind of, but not really. I have strong and deeply rooted issues with animal agriculture. So I don't eat meat. I don't use dairy. I don't use, utilize animal product. All the food that my fiance Hope made and the little things that I made, uh, these are things that they don't have animal product in them. And they taste wonderful because they're not alternatives to anything. They're just, it's just food. And I'm one of those people who doesn't believe in the political or the, the climate consensus uh, consensus. I guess you'd call it called a narrative of, you know, of, uh, you know, global warming or climate change. But I also understand the climate shifts and mostly without human intervention. And, you know, that if any discussion about the environment is going to be had, it should be about chemical usage, radioactive waste disposal and outright waste. You know, it's just not not to mention, you know, genetically modified foods and, and chemicals that are used for them. And the fact that somehow people think that's sustainable and that it's a solution to climate issues, which You know, these crops use more water ultimately. They require more chemicals. It's an unsustainable cycle that makes biotechnology companies billions of dollars. It's just a big scam. You know, it's like big oil. Big oil is one of the biggest supporters of global climate initiatives. They were one of the biggest supporters of the Paris deal. They were really upset about the United States pulling out of that deal. Big oil was. Why? Because they want to control the narrative. It's not just for PR. It's for control. Control of of, of the new legislation, the new rules, regulations, global or domestic. You know, that, that's why the biggest banks, insurers, and, and, and investors are pledging themselves to the climate cult in the COP26 Glasgow Climate Summit a few weeks ago, where the climate protesters who love the, love the environment left literally just piles of trash 10, 15 foot high. You know, the, those, those groups are worth like, those banks that pledge those things are worth like $120 trillion. They're still $30 trillion collectively short of what Bank of America estimated you need to fix the climate at $150 trillion. I mean, that, that just, it requires a level of thinking that most of us don't have. We can't comprehend what $150 trillion is. You know, we can't really comprehend that. But part of that deal is to just restructure, re, redo the whole world, rebuild everything. You've got to tear it down first, though. 
You got to destroy the infrastructure. You got to destroy people's culture. That's why they want to get rid of Thanksgiving because it's not just the United States. It's any country. You know, Thanksgiving is had in a lot of countries. People give thanks for a number of reasons, and and they have celebrations for it. I mean, we we give thanks during our birthday. We give thanks at Christmas. We give thanks, you know, during Valentine's Day. We just don't call them Thanksgivings. And Thanksgiving in the United States is actually based largely on, uh, you know, U.S. history and and, and wars and battles, uh, the Revolutionary War, and it's all you know. It's obviously based on you know settlers and. We're going to talk about that later, too, because of what's being taught in schools and what's being circulated in the, the corporate media. But, you know, I'm one of those people who I'm contrary to the contrary. And uh, I don't think that you should be told that you can't eat meat, butter, milk, etc. I hope that you filled your stomach, and maybe you have two stomachs like the cows. Maybe you filled both stomachs with all the milk, butter, all the all the eggs and all the meat that you could possibly stuff into yourself. I I hope you felt like a turkey when you were done. And yeah, I do mean that with a hint of sarcasm, but there's also a little bit of seriousness there too, because I'm not going to tell you what you can and can't eat. I just think that we should be responsible and we should try to be objective and balanced in what we eat for reasons that are both cultural, reasons that are economical, reasons that are environmental, and reasons that are personal, physical, emotional, and spiritual health. You know, I don't like the butter, the milk, the meat, the dairy. I don't like these things for a lot of reasons, politics being the absolute last reason. And I know that's, that's confusing for people. But no one should tell you what to eat or how much of it to eat. You know, we don't need the tofu turkeys with 3D printed bones or red 40 high fructose corn syrup cranberry sauce made without real cranberries, of course, to save the world. We don't need cockroach milk mashed potatoes with insect legs sprinkled in for a little crunch like some, you know, scallions or something. You know, we don't need the peasant food to save the world. But this is what we're being told by people who get to eat the dairy, who get to have lavish Thanksgiving dinners prepared by private chefs, not just for Thanksgiving, but every day. They get to eat the turkeys. You don't. So I'm aware of the exploitation of these sincerely held environmental concerns and for dietary concerns, for physical, emotional, and spiritual reasons, and of animal trauma, all of this exploited to advance an agenda that makes everybody poor, everybody unhealthy, everybody equally distraught. You know, that's the true equality, flatline poverty, with just a little beep, beep, every once in a while, an energy that's harvested and placed into a reserve to power this artificial synthetic digital system. That's the robot turkey we talked about last night. However, we still need to recognize that most of us, depending on where you're listening, we've got it really good. Sure, most politicians are corrupt. Democrats in particular can't seem to figure out the price of a barrel of oil, nor can they figure out at the same time why gas prices are rising. They can't do math very well, so they want to reserve, uh, you know, they want to use the reserve oil. And they said, oh, that'll drop prices till Christmas. Yeah, it'll drop prices like half a cent for like two hours, right? It's not going to make much of a dent. That's the point. And, and sure, cargo ships are stuck offshore. They're being robbed. The price of goods is increasing. We're seeing massive inflation. People not, you know, they're not able to get presents that they want. Oh, boo-hoo for Christmas or whatever. Food costs are soaring. 
uh, the average cost of Thanksgiving is is going to be increased, you know, not just this year, but very likely next year as well, because we're still going to have the same Keynesian economists in the White House. And, uh, you know, not only are all of these things uh, increasing, and, and particularly in New York, I read a wonderful crackerjack article from the Democrat and Chronicle, a wonderful newspaper here in New York, very close to where I am. I think it's based out of Rochester. Thanksgiving is going to cost more in New York this year. Oh, yeah. But that's okay because there's an old decrepit pedophile in the White House, so it's okay if it costs more. Another article I read, by the way, also said that the Thanksgiving this year, maybe you didn't fill it in your pocket, but the cost of Thanksgiving dinner was up 1.7%. So if you spend $100, 1.7% more than you usually spend. So what, $1.70? Not a lot of money, but I mean, you add that up, that's millions of dollars across the country. That's a lot of money. So all this is happening, and uh, massive inflation, that's okay. But we still have it pretty good. In the United States, we have it really, really good. I mean, really, really, really good. You know, our idea of poverty is making under $12,000 a year. In most parts of the world, thousands of dollars is a fortune. We have running water, showers and sinks, lights that illuminate our homes during any time of the day, television, internet, limitless access to data and information and entertainment. We have feasts during times of famine. So I'm aware of all those privileges, and I'm grateful and thankful for those privileges, but I refuse to allow this reality to be exploited to justify and to suggest that because we have it really, really, really good in America and some other places, we should reduce our quality of life to just being really, really good or really good and then good and then like every other country and then poverty. See, here in America, even with supply chain issues that are artificial, mostly, the virus didn't do that. Humans did. Humans locked down society. Humans complied with that. Humans forced you and you complied to cover your mouth and take experimental, still experimental shots. No data until 2025. And uh, 55 years, the FDA says they want to release the data that it took them 108 days to approve of. According to Reuters, we talked about that on Tuesday this week. But, uh, you know, businesses closing down, people complied with that, people losing their jobs. But that's okay because they get hooked on a universal basic income, become a contact tracer, member of the Stasi, you know, all that. And we still have an absolute abundance of food. We have an absolute abundance of food. Everywhere you go, there's an abundance of food in America. And I don't think a lot of people can grasp that and understand that. Even if a store doesn't have the item that you want, there's usually two or three or ten other options that are very similar, if not identical. There are literally thousands, if not tens of thousands, of items in most stores of different things that are, by definition, food. And there are also tens of thousands of things that we eat that aren't even by definition food. So not having one or two or three things in stock scares people because they're used to having four or five or six things in stock. But again, we can't justify this artificial scarcity by acknowledging the abundance we've had and accepting the new normal as just the way things are. You know, we want wealth. We want the 50 options of bread, and we want to have the option to eat meat or not to eat meat. 
We don't want poverty, we don't want bread lines, and we don't want insect energy bars or cockroach milk. See, Lady Fortuna, the goddess of fortune, carrying the cornucopia, is weeping. What I was thinking about for a show name was Lady Fortuna, the cornucopia, and I thought, Fortuna, goddess, what's a reference that I could use? And I thought, Atlas. Atlas shrugged. Fortuna shrugged. Although we still have it really, really, really good in the United States, maybe just really, really good at this point, Fortuna is shrugging. So I thought, Fortuna is shrugging. And she certainly is. And as she shrugs, an abundance begins to slowly disappear artificially in the United States. You know, I'm not really worried about having 47 types of bread instead of 50 to choose from. I'm upset because when the United States loses its abundance, we know the rest of the world slips further into poverty, slowly starts to die, or does die. Tens of millions of more people died because of man-made lockdowns climate disasters that are man-made from geoengineering and the usage of chemicals and the detonation of radioactive weapons. But it's all your fault, right? And because of that, you don't get to have Thanksgiving or Christmas. You don't get to have holidays. You don't get to have celebrations. And that's what Thanksgiving revision is all about. Getting rid of the giving of thanks. Getting rid of culture. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. There's a lot more after this. Fortuna shrugged. Let's see if we can help her pick up the load tonight on The Secret Teachings. We'll be back. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is The Secret Teachings Radio on The Fringe FM. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hear more while supporting the show, visit the website, thesecretteachings.info, and subscribe to our show archive. As a yearly subscriber, you can download and stream every show after it airs and get access to the digital versions of each one of Ryan's books. The show offers weekly and monthly subscriptions, or for $50 a year, get access to the archive, montages, and digital books at a discounted price. Just visit thesecretteachings.info and click on the donate button at the top of the page. Your subscription supports The Secret Teachings, The Fringe FM, and you. Alex Exum. My name is Alex Exum, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. Hey there, it's Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings Radio. After years and years of research, I compiled most of the important components of what I learned into three books. Food Philosophy, The Technological Elixir, and Occult Arcana. And by happenstance, those books turned into a trilogy that can be, but doesn't need to be, read in order. Food Philosophy explores the nature of what it means to be healthy, while examining the ways in which the public is deceived about their food and water. It also explores disease theories and why astronomical events like comets may be more responsible for illnesses than pathogens. It concludes with a look at geoengineering. The technological elixir picks up where the food book leaves off. It explores technology with its benefits and dangers, looking at smart tech, the Internet of Things, advanced robotics, and quantum computers. The text takes us to the Mark of the Beast, magic, and the music industry, focusing heavily on material death cults and pacts with the devil, and of course, black goo. It concludes with an analysis of UFO cults and an otherworldly or dimensional presence influencing mankind through technology. Occult Arcana is truly standalone as an encyclopedia of occult knowledge. 
covering theology, science, and mythology, symbolism, ritualism, and magic, voodoo, witchcraft, talismans, nursery rhymes, alchemy, and more. Occult Arcana ties it all together. All three books are available in digital form, and they are autographed, if you'd like, in paperback. Just visit thesecretteachings.info, where you can read reviews and buy yourself a copy or two today. Whether for yourself, family, or friends, they make a wonderful gift for the holidays, something that we explore in detail in the Occult Arcana book. Again, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings Radio. Food philosophy, the technological elixir, and Occult Arcana are my books. I hope you get a copy and support the show today. Want to know more about this strange and weird reality we live in? Join me, Jess Rogie, the host of the Rogie Report, where we explore the unrevealed. Every Wednesday night, live at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, here on the Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. This is Kev Baker of the Kev Baker Show, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. The truth is out there. And so are we. KTLK. Digital Broadcasting. The Fringe FM. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable. I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and you are tuned into The Secret Teachings Radio, broadcasting Monday through Friday around the world on the Fringe FM, Talk Stream Live, and the Paranormal Radio app, all coming from the Fringe. You can download the Fringe FM app for free to listen to the network 24 hours a day, and you can also go to our website, www.thesecretteachings.info. To subscribe to our full show archive, to download and stream all the shows, all the montages, and to read and download all my books. That is what you get with a one-year subscription. There are other options as well. Or you can go the Patreon route where it's done through Patreon. You get behind-the-scenes content as well with your bundle subscription to the archive and the montages. You get a free copy of one of the books. Details are on Patreon. Check it out, Patreon. The Secret Teachings. So, you know, here in America, we have it really, really good. Maybe really, really, really good. Even if we have supply chain issues that are artificial. You know, a virus that supposedly was responsible for shutting businesses down and stopping up supply chains uh, and, uh, you know, causing people to lose their job. You know, things that humans did, not a virus. But in America, we have supply chain issues. We have gas prices out of control. Ships stuck offshore. The price of goods, the price of food increasing. Thanksgiving was estimated 
to have increased uh, financially, economically by 1.7% across the board this year. Guess it's not really a lot of money, 1.7% increase. What's that, a couple dollars? Not a lot of money, but across the board, we're talking hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars that was put into the economy. And of course, the, the, the geniuses that think that, you know, gas at $4 a gallon is, is economic recovery and geniuses that think tapping into an oil reserve is going to solve problems that you've created through piss poor uh, diplomacy and uh, negotiations. Uh, these, these are, you know, these are the same geniuses that also think, you know, rising gas prices uh, for fueling, you know, your home and running your, your heater, like, that's, that's just a good thing. You know, bread, bread lines are also good, right? Bread lines are, we love bread lines, you know, and, and food prices going up and, you know, but even so, everything, put it all together. It doesn't really tell the whole story because here in America, we've got it really, really, really good. I maintain that we have it really, really, really good. In the last two years, we've just had it really, really good. Maybe just really good at some points. If you're in New York or Los Angeles, you know, you've had it just good. <laughs> but, you know, in, in New York, even where I am, I've had, I've had it like, I've had it really good. You know, even if you go to a store and they don't have exactly what you want, there's like 10 other options. When I was working in the co-op part-time last year when this whole thing began, I mean, in 2019, actually, it was like November. And we were following into November and December what was going on in the news. And I was saying that, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what you believe now, especially, but you should have prepared with food and water and all that kind of stuff just because people panic, right? And people ask me after the fact, they're like, how did you predict that? And I said, I didn't predict it. I just paid attention to patterns and trends. And I was responsible and I prepared for things, right? And, uh, you know, I, this guy came in to the grocery store and, uh, I've interacted with him twice, you know, when I worked there, I interacted with him twice. And uh, the last time I had to calm him down because he was yelling at my friend who worked in the supplement department because she didn't have a mask on. And I had to calm him down. And I, I, I think when I, I interacted with him, I think he was maybe a little bit slow. And that reminded me of the interaction that I initially had with him at the beginning of everything in like early 2020. He comes in the store and slow or not, he exemplifies the, the, the problem that a lot of Americans have. He comes in, he's like, do you have this frozen food? And I said, no, we don't, we're out. And he said, what am I going to do? And I said, I don't know, there's other, like, what do you mean what are you going to do? It's, <laughs> I buy something else? I don't know. And, and he's like, well, I need that. And I said, okay, well, we don't have it. And he's like, well, they don't sell anywhere else. Okay, I'm sorry, we don't have, I don't know what you want me to say. But he's getting upset about it. And he's like, well, if I don't have that, what am I supposed to eat? And just the irony of that, that statement will stick with me visually because of where I was standing for the rest of my life. I'll never forget it. What am I going to eat then? I'm literally standing in an abundantly stocked produce department that is literally overflowing with a cornucopia of green, red, yellow, blue, purple, etc. And this guy is looking at me because they don't have his TV dinner. And he said, what am I going to eat then? You know? It's like Patrick in SpongeBob, the criminal episode where they stole the balloon or something, right? And they go out in the, 
They go out in the, the, the wilderness area of the ocean, and they're eating the chocolate. And Patrick's like, you took my only food. Now I'm going to starve. And they, the camera just pans down, and he's, he's just like morbidly obese. He's got like veins protruding from his, from his gut. You know, it's like bubbling fat. He's like, you took my only food. Now what am I going to eat? I'm going to starve to death. It's like, what are you going to eat? There's literally food everywhere. <laughs> there's, you can't get away from food. They're throwing food at you. Everywhere you go, there's food everywhere. And if a store doesn't have what you want, go to another store. <laughs> you know, there, and even if you don't have, you know, uh, the option of going to another store, get something else at the store you're at. I mean, you can get more produce sometimes at a gas station than some people can get food in other countries. There are literally thousands of items at your average grocery store that are not even considered food that are always in stock. And there are things that by definition are food that are almost always in stock, even in times like this, local or otherwise, they're available. They're there. Uh, Tens of thousands of items. So not having one or two or three things in the store when you go and you expect that to be there for Thanksgiving or for whatever... Maybe Black Friday snacks, you're standing in line right now waiting for the new smart TV to watch you and turn your data over to a third party. According to Samsung's website, that's what it does. You know, it scares people because they're, they're used to having four or five or six or seven or eight things in stock. You know, I, I usually have a choice between 12 catch-ups. There's only three catch-ups. What am I going to do? See, this is what I'm talking about. It's the end of the world. We need to go buy toilet paper. They've only got three options of catch-up. I mean, go to any grocery store, and it's just in abundance. And, and yeah, you'll see shelves that are unstocked and shipments that don't come in. But see, we can't justify this artificial scarcity by acknowledging that the abundance that we've had in the past is good, but we need to learn a lesson, and we need to accept the new normal. I'm not having that. See. I know that the way that I'm speaking right now, if it were heard by some people, they'd think I'm on some political side. They'd be like, yeah, you get those Americans. Those Americans have it way too good, and we are declaring war on America. They've got too many choices at the store. They've got too many choices in their employment. They've got too many rights. We can't have that in this globalist society. And then they hear me say, but let's not justify this artificial scarcity by simply saying, well, it was good while it lasted, let's just accept the new normal. Let's accept the Great Leap Forward Part 2, or the Great Leap Forward Part 3, technically, I guess, because Mao had like two Great Leap Forwards. But it'd be the Great Leap Forward, or the Great Leap Forward Reset. I don't play that game. I'm trying to look at this objectively. You know, here in the United States, I'll tell you this, I want wealth. And I want Elon Musk to have billions of dollars. And I want Jeff Bezos to have billions of dollars. I just don't want Jeff Bezos to use his money to send me stuff by drone. And if he's going to do that, I don't want to support Amazon. And I don't want Jeff Bezos to have a giant, I know he's not the CEO technically anymore, but I don't want him to have a giant floating warehouse in the sky. They have a patent for that, by the way. 
back in 2016, it was it was uh, confirmed where they've got drones flying out and delivering packages. I don't want that. I don't want Domino's delivering pizza with an autonomous vehicle. And, uh, you know, to get older people on board with it, no pun intended, they've got the Noid back, and people are like, well, I want to avoid the Noid. What do I do? Well, I hop in the autonomous car. It'll drive me. That's cool. It'll deliver, deliver my pizza. I won't have to deal with the Noid. It's just all psychology. It's, it's, it's organizing chaos. It's molding your thoughts, your ideas, and your beliefs and your tastes. It's just psychology. It's, it's mind control. You know, I want Elon Musk to have billions of dollars, you know, not because of some conservative trickle-down economics argument, but because, you know, that idea is when there's wealth, everybody gets a little bit of it. Because here in the United States, if you've got $12,000 a year, you might be in poverty, but you're doing a lot better than a huge percentage of the rest of the world. With $12,000, you can still live Real comfortable. You might not be able to have season tickets to the Green Bay Packers. You might not be able to have season tickets to the Atlanta Braves. You might not be able to go to a fancy restaurant or to have a have a Bugatti. But you've got a lot more money than most people in the world do. I learned that a long time ago. This is this year I've made more money on radio than any other year just through subscriptions and books. I've made about sixteen thousand dollars. That's 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 my income. I made maybe another ten thousand through the part time job I worked. So this is the most money I've ever made in my life. And I made I don't think I even made enough to pay state taxes in New York. And I'm I'm still in poverty. But I live pretty damn comfortably. I've got a road mixing board, I've got an RE twenty microphone that a friend of mine gave me a long time ago. I take care of my stuff. I'm responsible. I keep it nice, I keep it clean, I keep it organized, I I respect it because I know the value of that item and the energy that has to go in to working, to getting the cash, to getting the currency, the energy that I exerted and turned into paper form or digital form and then buying something that I need. And I don't need this board, but this board is helpful and I can use technology to a beneficial end so that I can sit here and I can say, well, Gas prices are up, food costs are up, Thanksgiving's up, Black Friday. Not many people are going to be going Black Friday shopping. It's all done online now. You know, so long as Amazon doesn't have a huge walkout, people will just say like, ah, okay, not Amazon, let me go to Walmart, right? It'll just go to the next one. And then I'll always go to Target and we'll go to Best Buy. And then we'll go, it'll just be just consumers want to consume. They're just going to go somewhere else. It doesn't matter if there's a walkout at Amazon. That's just some big PR ploy. But while all this is happening, I can say, yeah, Americans have it really, really, really good. Right now we've got it really, really good. Maybe just really good in some places like New York, but we can't justify this artificial scarcity by acknowledging the abundance we've had and accepting the new normal as a result. I mean, I want wealth. I want 50 options of bread. I want 15 different kinds of oat milk at the store owned by 15 different companies that are all vying for a position in the market to drive down costs for me, the consumer. I want an option to eat meat or not to eat meat. Personally, I don't eat it. I don't like dairy products. Lots of reasons. Political reasons are the last reasons that I'm concerned over meat and dairy. But I don't think that you should be told you can't eat it. I think you should be informed of the consequences of excessive consumption of it and make your own decisions. If you're okay with the leading causes of death, by all means, stuff your face. Stuff yourself like a turkey. I don't care. What I don't want is poverty. 
I don't want bread lines. I don't want insect energy bars. I don't want cockroach milk. I don't want your peasant food unless I choose to eat potatoes because they're delicious. And I'll use oat milk if I want them creamy. I'm not using insect milk, okay? I'm not using cockroach milk, okay? Lady Fortuna, Lady Fortune, has been very good to America and other countries too. But the goddess of fortune who carries a cornucopia of plenty and abundance is is starting to weep. What I was thinking of uh, for a show name tonight was was Fortuna weeped. And then I thought, no, Fortuna, what did Fortuna do? And I thought Atlas, well, Atlas shrugged. Maybe Fortuna shrugging. Fortune is shrugging. You know, uh, Fortuna shrugged. And she certainly has and is. Fortune and abundance has begun the initial process of disappearing artificially in the United States. You know, I, I'm not concerned with you know, having only 47 instead of 50 types of bread to choose from at the store. I'm concerned because when the U.S. loses its abundance, we know the rest of the world that was already in poverty is dying or dead. And then we become the rest of the world. I mean, the audacity of the United Nations to claim that a few billion dollars, six, could solve world hunger is just baffling. Or the Bank of America, the little study they did, suggesting that $150 trillion can save the climate when the biggest investors in big banks uh, to the Climate Summit in Glasgow were worth $120 trillion. Where's that other $30 trillion going to come from? Where's the $150? You could liquidate all the banks, insurers, investors, and you still don't get the $150 trillion? Where's that money going to come from? They're going to make it up. Social credit score, digits on a computer screen, way worse than you ever thought. And good for Elon Musk for calling out the United Nations. Good for United, uh, you know, Elon Musk for calling, calling them out because he's like, well, listen, I'll give you the money. You just show me where it's going to go. And that sounds like something we'd say on this show. I want to see where the money's going to go. And I want to see how it's spent. And I want to, you know, I want, I want the guarantee that the world is going to wake up tomorrow not hungry if I'm donating $6 billion. People ask these questions. They rely on the experts. And the unselected world dictators like Klaus Schwab who dress up in Star Trek outfits and give orders in a thick German accent, think they run the world and they prey on those people who have a few questions like, what are we going to do about the environment? What are we going to do about COVID-19? What are we going to do about the people that won't wear masks or people that say things that I think are offensive? Well, we've got a plan for that. It's called a jackboot. And all you have to do is put it on and then you stomp down real hard while they're biting, they're biting the curb. And then the problem's solved. And then no more offensive comments. Woohoo! I mean, if liberal progressive globalists are really concerned about poor people, migrants and minorities, here's an idea. Take some of that two-plus trillion-dollar infrastructure and social spending that you've got going on in Congress right now. That's trillion with a T, and feed some people. That's a lot of turkeys for Thanksgiving. That's a lot of soy for Thanksgiving. But that's not where the money's going to go. I mean, you don't want to just give people food and feed them indefinitely. They don't learn. 
you know, giving a man a fish feeds him for a day, but teaching a man to fish feeds him for a lifetime. You don't just give people a bunch of free stuff all the time. They don't learn. They don't contribute. They don't have any incentive to build anything or to work or to contribute to society. That's the whole point. You'll own nothing and like it, Klaus Schwab says. I mean, his voice is more deep. You will own nothing and like it. It's just like that aggressive, angry voice, you know. And it's like, okay, own nothing and like it. But if I say that, the New York Times tells me that's a conspiracy. They've got a website for it. They're promoting it. But I guess I just made all that up. I mean, I imagine in 20 years, maybe 30 years, I said something like this last night. Someone's going to be sitting down at a table somewhere. And uh, maybe they're hanging out with a, a revolutionary, you know, somebody who can think for themselves. Very dangerous. And they say, oh, my God, is this real turkey? It'll be a big Thanksgiving meal. And they'll say, I haven't had real turkey since I was a little girl. Where did you get it? And some masked vigilante turns around. And they said, I, I got it from a supply train on its way to the state of Washington, D.C. You notice that that's a state now. I got it on a supply train en route to Beijing. I mean, this is happening with food, but it's also happening with culture and history. I've been no stranger to commenting and having very strong opinions and views mixed with, you know, a little bit of comedy about the, you know, this excessive commercialization of holidays and call them holiday, holy days, holy days, holidays. But, you know, oh my God, we're at the point now where it's not just about commercialization. We can recognize that the idea of commercialization and overspending was just a tool of propaganda to, to basically eliminate Western tradition, Western holidays in particular, to cultivate the idea that abundance and celebrations are bad. Especially in the United States, we are told that we shouldn't even celebrate Thanksgiving because it's a white supremacist holiday. I mean, religious Puritans having food with accommodating Native American tribes that were completely different than them couldn't be a good thing, even if it is romanticized. Because we have so much historical ignorance that most people think some white guy got on the ship with the intention to slaughter every native person he came into contact with. I mean, that, that, that's even more oversimplified than the traditional whitewashed, romanticized version of history of some pilgrims with buckle hats having an eel and a slice of bread with Native Americans who have painted handprints on their chest. Or Pocahontas singing about the New World or something, right? You know, we, we romanticize these ideas because they are historically significant and they mean a lot more than the paintings and the symbols and the progressively distorted anti-American, anti-human, anti-family, anti-society, anti-community ideologies pumped into children from the time they are born is corrupting not what you think is uh, an evil, overly successful, fat cat-run American empire, some imperialist state which has a lot of problems. It's the idea of what America represents, and it's the idea that culture is dangerous to those who want to conquer it because culture holds people together. So when they say, hey, let's get rid of Thanksgiving, they're not talking about white supremacy and Native Americans. They're talking about getting rid of a traditional celebration, a traditional feasting, a traditional giving of thanks 
so that you don't give thanks to each other and to nature anymore. You give thanks to the state. There's no more giving thanks to God because now the state is God. The state is your family. The state is your spouse. The state is your friend. That's what you give thanks to. You can't have independent celebrations of giving thanks because that means you are, you're an independent thinker. And that's dangerous, okay? You can't think for yourself. That's dangerous, and you need a machine to do it for you. All these, all these ideas, I read these articles like how to talk to your kids about Thanksgiving, you know? I read another article that said something like, this was the independent, why some Americans don't celebrate Thanksgiving. It's a day of mourning, of cultural appropriation. I bet you couldn't spell appropriation, you know? It's a day of cultural appropriation. How is it a day of cultural appropriation? I mean, if, if that's true, that means that we did have relations with the Indians and we liked what they, what they did, so we adopted them and some of the natives adopted what we did. Well, then, if that's the case, the Native Americans need to stop appropriating white European culture. How about that? We're not allowed to think that way because that's a thought crime, right? You're not allowed to say that. Say that next year at Thanksgiving. Say it at Black Friday. Maybe you have dinner tonight, Friday night. Say it at Thanksgiving, you know? See what happens. It's just, you can't have those conversations, can you? And it's like the, the stories, uh, the details, all this. Of course, some buckle-hatted pilgrim shaking hands with some guy in a loincloth. Of course, that's a romanticized version of history. We don't know how it went down. There were so many different thanksgivings. I've got a whole section on giving thanks in my book, Occult Arcana. There's no singular thanksgiving. We've just made one culturally for a tradition that binds a lot of different things together, including acting as the cohesion for society. These are the things that make up our culture that allow us to understand where we came from and where we're going. No matter good or evil, good or bad, these are stories that represent who we are. We can learn from them or we can repeat them, even if repeating them means repeating only the good parts. I wonder about all the classical mythology, astrology, fairy tales, etc., and how they came to be. And what generations, decades or 100 years from now, what's going to be their mythology? What's going to hold their society together? Because it seems like our culture is being replaced by the state. God is being replaced by the state. They want to get rid of Thanksgiving because that's when you give thanks. That's it's humbleness. It's 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 morality. It's ethics. It's virtue. It's love. It's family. It's community. It's all the things the state hates. That's why they want to get rid of it. Not just in the United States. They're just using that as a catalyst to set the world ablaze. It's to stuff your mind like a turkey with idealistic propaganda. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Still giving away some copies of Food Philosophy tonight. If you'd like to buy one, $12 free shipping in the United States. We do ship around the world. That's the special deal until the 1st of December 2021. We also have three books here. I'm giving away three copies of Food Philosophy. Send us an email. Tell us what you're thankful for. rdgable at yahoo.com. That's rdgable at yahoo.com otherwise grab a copy of the books on the website subscribe to the archive check us out on patreon and check out our water filter affiliate program with pro one they've got 25 percent off for the holidays we'll be back in the next hour stay with us
You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence, but... I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on The Fringe FM. And join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's thesecretteachings.info and The Fringe FM. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana, complete with hundreds of beautiful images. Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism, and invoking AI. Or if that's not enough and you want a practical look at food, lifestyles, and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, then check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info That's where you can read reviews, see pictures and even order yours today. It not only supports The Secret Teachings and Fringe FM, but most importantly, it supports you. People ask me every day what they can do to take control of their life in the face of an onslaught of misleading information and outright lies. I always tell them to take control of what they put in their body, including clean water. I personally used a Pro One water filter long before the company became Pro One. And after a few years, I decided to get an affiliate program set up for the show. Here's how it works. Visit our website at www.thesecretteachings.info and click on the Pro One water filter link on the slider bar at the top of the page. Whatever you purchase on their website, we get a small percentage. It's an honest and beneficial way to support the secret teachings and yourself. They've got water filters for the kitchen, dorm room, and even shower heads so things like chlorine don't become vaporized in the hot shower and inhaled. They make a great gift for yourself, your family, or your friends, and especially a great gift around the holy days. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info, click on the banner, support Pro One, and support the secret teachings five nights a week on The Fringe FM. They all say the same thing. They're all like, you know, over the last four years, everything good that happened was because of us. And we would have done more good stuff if it wasn't for those guys. And then the Democrats go, oh, we did all the good stuff. It's like you're all working for the same guy. Want more of The Fringe? Check out thefringe.fm for more information on your favorite shows. Also, don't forget to check out the Fringe mobile app or the other ways you you can tune in through the Paranormal Radio app and talk stream live. Where the normal and paranormal collide, it's the Fringe FM. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from Talk Stream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in Paranormal Talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now. The Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings. 
If you want the most unique blend of subjects anywhere on radio, from parapsychology, pop conspiracy, parapolitics, the paranormal, and symbolism, look no further than The Secret Teachings, airing Monday through Friday right here on The Fringe FM. Our topics, themes, and perspectives are not bogged down by rhetoric or ideological collective associations. It's just raw thought and consciousness. Check us out by visiting our website at thesecretteachings.info or the network fringe.fm. This is John B. Wells of Caravan to Midnight, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. I'm Clyde Lewis from Ground Zero Radio, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Hi, it's David Childress from Ancient Aliens, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Gentlemen, thank you so much for the great work that you guys are doing. Hi, everyone. This is Mark Passio from WhatOnEarthIsHappening.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Welcome to the Secret Teachings Radio Broadcast, hour number two. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you for joining us on the Fringe FM and the secretteachings.info. If you'd like to contact the show, you can email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. Check out our Patreon page for behind-the-scenes content and more. Some Thanksgiving videos up there on Patreon, or they will be up there by this weekend. You can find the bundle subscription on Patreon for the archive and for the behind the scenes. And you can also find the full archive with montages, digital books, and a free copy of one of my books over at www.thesecretteachings.info, our website, where you can also find all of our promos and see what upcoming shows are going to be about. And just check out some of the promo artwork. I do do all the artwork for the show Monday through Friday here on The Fringe. We also have a Saturday show on another network, and I do promote the networks back and forth. So I don't want anybody to be scared that I'm leaving The Fringe. It's not going to happen. I've been over there now for, what is it, two months? Just an hour show on the weekends to kind of wrap up and promote the secret teachings here on The Fringe. And I'm thankful for those guys over there at Aftermath, my, my friend Ron, my friend Clyde, and uh, Wes, and all those who work with uh, work uh, with Ground Zero. And uh, I'm very, very thankful for my good friend Joe Roop, and for, you know, I'll say most of the people on the fringe. Um, I don't know everybody, but I'm, I'm thankful for most of the people on the fringe, those I know. Be honest with you. If I don't know somebody, I, I can't tell you if I'm thankful for them. So let's just let's just cut right to the chase and be honest, right? So I, I don't know. I'm sure some people have an issue with some of the things I say, but we have a, we've got a really great crew here on the fringe. A lot of hard work uh, by Joe, by Amanda, by just everybody involved, uh, and uh, things are things are going to look even better here in a couple of months. And when I get moved out to Arizona, I'm going to go full force into radio. I'm going to try to make it even better than it is now. That's my goal. That's my intention. So thank you for supporting the show. 
Thank you for supporting our fundraiser, Escape from New York. We made about 60-something percent of that fundraiser. I'm keeping it active until I move and get settled. So we're looking for like another three, 400 bucks. We made 600 roughly. And if you have the ability to do that, great. If not, if you're just listening you're at, and you're like, why is this guy asking for money for a fundraiser to move his studio? Well, you're not who I'm asking. I'm not asking you to donate. Please don't donate because you don't know what the show's about. This is for people who support the show. And uh, that's me being as honest as I can be about it. So the secret teachings.info rdgable at yahoo.com is the email. Facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings is the social media page. And we are on Patreon. In our archive is last night's show, The Robot Turkey Cornucopia of Silicon. Talked a little bit about how. Companies like Domino's and grocery stores like Kroger and companies like Amazon want to deliver not only packages, but food directly to your door, just like Blue Apron or Misfits or Grubhub. And those are all different services. Grubhub delivers you fast food or prepared food from a store. Misfits is more like food that doesn't sell, so you have to still make the food. It's raw food, vegetables and things like that. And then Blue Apron is like prepared meals and these are, these are okay things. There's nothing necessarily wrong with them, but they help to further separate us from where our food comes from. And last night I mentioned, you know, I don't eat meat. I'm lucky that my fiance is eating just like I do, so she made a bunch of really great stuff. Coleslaw, stuffing, uh, mushroom gravy, apple crisp, um, all these delicious things that are just made with food. It's not alternative to meat. It's just, that's just a marketing ploy. You know, that it's alternative to meat or that in the case of meat, that it it's the sole thing you eat. It's just it's a marketing ploy. It's a scam. It's like virtually everything else that we see in media. You know, but I, I have all these I have these deep rooted issues with animal agriculture. So I don't eat meat or dairy products or utilize them in any way. But I don't believe in the political narratives for why a lot of people don't trust and don't eat and don't use those things. I I understand the climate shifts, but I'm not a climate change believer, as if it's some cult I have to believe in it. I'm concerned with chemical usage and radioactive waste and outright waste, and I'm concerned with genetically engineered foods and geoengineering. And NASA announced on November 9th, I don't know if you guys heard this, just a few weeks ago, because of lockdowns, methane actually increased in the atmosphere. And although carbon dioxide was reduced, by a few percentage points, it continued to grow in the atmosphere at a natural rate, and it maintained itself in the atmosphere. That's because of natural cycles. And when you tamper with them, let's, hey, let's remove the, the, the nitrous oxides from the atmosphere. Let's remove carbon. What happens? Methane just goes right up. But we're not allowed to think about that, not allowed to talk about that. We're supposed to be eating our cockroach milk mashed potatoes. And we have to mash those by hand because we can't use electricity. I don't even know if we're allowed to use a candle. Somehow we have to cook the potatoes. Maybe we just we put them in a, in a hot spring. Maybe we just eat them raw. I don't know. We don't own them anyway, and we like it, right? We don't, own any, we don't even own a blender, and we like it. Politics isn't my concern here. But, you know, tonight I was thinking, here in America we have it really, really good. You know, we've got it really, really good. Even if politicians are corrupt, conservative morons, democratic morons, whatever, 
you know, call them morons, call them whatever. I don't really care. Democrats in particular, though, they can't seem to figure out the price of a barrel of oil. They can't figure out why gas prices are rising. They can't figure out why cargo ships are stuck offshore. They can't figure out why the price of goods are rising. They can't figure out why Thanksgiving was 1.7% increase from last year in terms of cost, why places like New York that are ultra-liberal in most of the major cities, ultra, 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 hyper, super-duper liberal, uh, Thanksgiving costs even more than most parts of the country. They, they can't figure out the massive inflation. They can't figure out why people can't get presents to their family or why food costs in general are soaring or resource you know costs are soaring. Um, and even despite all that, we still got it pretty good, at least in New York and L.A. It's pretty good. And a lot of the rest of the country, it's pretty, pretty good or really, really good. Still have it really good. In the United States, we've got it, generally speaking, pretty good. I mean, really, really, really good in some sometime in some places and really, really good in other places. And our idea of poverty is like making under 15, 14, $12,000 a year. I mean, in most parts of the world, that kind of money is a fortune. We've got running water, lights that illuminate our homes, television, internet, limited access to information, entertainment, vehicle transportation. I mean, I'm aware of all those privileges and I'm grateful and thankful for them, but I refuse to allow this reality to be exploited in justification to suggest that because we have it really, really, really good in America, we should reduce our quality of life to just being really good and then just good and then like every other country and then total poverty. See, here in America, we've got supply chain issues that are artificial, businesses that are closed, it's done artificially, seemingly organic, and they say, oh, a virus did all that. No, humans did all that. And people that can't get jobs or don't want to work, they become UBI collectors or they become contact tracers, you know, (laughs) Stasi. Uh, We still have an abundance of food, though. And when people in America say they don't have food on the shelves, they do. They just don't have as much food on the shelf. Even if the store doesn't have, you know, your usual 10 items, they've got probably eight or nine of them. There are tens of thousands of things on the store shelf at at any given time, any given day, anywhere you go that are not even considered food, and we have them in stock. And then there are tens of thousands of things that are food that we do have in stock at the stores. But again, we can't justify this artificial scarcity by acknowledging, well, we've had a lot of abundance, but we just need to accept this new normal. I mean, I want wealth. I want 50 options of soup at the store. I I want to eat meat if I want to and not if I don't want to. I don't want poverty. I don't want bread lines. I don't want insect energy bars. I don't want cockroach milk. I don't want maggot sausage, okay? I see Lady Fortuna, goddess of fortune, goddess of the cornucopia, goddess of abundance, and I see her starting to shrug. The initial process of a disappearing artificiality in the United States of America, and I'm not concerned with having only 47 instead of 50 types of bread at the store to choose from. I'm concerned, and I'm upset, because the U.S.'s loss of abundance means that the rest of the world is already in poverty, dying, or dead. Remember when Elon Musk said, hey, UN, give me some information on those billions of dollars that you want. Where's that money going to go? I want to do the same thing. I don't even particularly like Elon. I just want to know why people can dress up in Star Trek outfits like Klaus Schwab, speak in thick German accents, and tell the rest of the world how to live. You're an unelected globalist who wants to rip down borders, destroy infrastructure, reset the economy, create a global world religion, a global financial system, 
and a global military, like Prince Charles said, to carry out the climate initiative. I know what you do, Klaus Schwab. Ich spreche Deutsch as well, Klaus Schwab. Okay, I watched a little bit of Star Trek, okay? I just don't have the money to buy the outfits, Klaus Schwab. I mean, if these people are really concerned about food, you know, while we're having an abundance of food for Thanksgiving, here's an idea. Take $6 billion out of the infrastructure and the social spending bill and feed some people. But even that's not a great idea because what happens if you just feed people fish, they don't ever go fish. You have to teach them to fish. Give them opportunity. Build a system so they have that opportunity. And if they don't choose to explore it, well, if you're in the States, because wealth is created so abundantly, even being poor means you're kind of wealthy compared to some other countries. But they're pushing us to a point of total and, art, uh, you know, total and absolute artificial reality is what it is. And I, you know, I don't even necessarily mean that you know, organically, like physical. I'm talking about digital as well. It's happening with food, but it's also happening with culture and history. You know, I, I've, I've over the years, I've always had concerns over the commercialization of holidays. And now we're to the point where it's not just about commercialization. I mean, we can recognize commercialization over spending as an issue, but now it's, it's easier to recognize that it was just a tool of propaganda to demean Western holidays in particular, to cultivate the idea that abundance and celebration and festival and holidays and holy days, whatever you want to call them, that they're bad. And especially in the U.S., we're told that we shouldn't even celebrate Thanksgiving because it's a white supremacist holiday. You know? I was talking to a friend of mine earlier, and I was saying, uh, he said he, he met uh, one of the Proud Boys uh, kind of by, by accident at a Thanksgiving dinner. And um, <laughs> he said something like, he, you know, he's going to write a book or something, you know, the, about domestic terrorism. And uh, he said, you know, I'll call it the drumstick and the domestic terrorists or pass the potatoes, proud boy. And I, I was like, yeah, you could write that book and maybe we could write another book about how we shouldn't have white meat at the table anymore, right? The book could be just be called The Dangers of White Meat. You know, I don't know if you guys heard this, but according to the White House, white meat was the number one killer this Thanksgiving. I mean, my God, religious Puritans having food with accommodating Native American tribes that were completely different than them, couldn't be a good thing, could it? You know, we have so much historical ignorance that most people think some white guy got in a ship with the intention to slaughter specific individual Native Americans he'd ever met before. And that's an even more absurd, oversimplified version of history than the traditional viewpoint that some pilgrims in a bucket hat, or a buckle hat, whatever it is, you know, had, had, a, had an eel and a slice of bread or some, some uh, I think they call it chate bread or something, it's like corn, uh, that they had some some of this bread with Native Americans who had painted handprints on their chest and they looked like Pocahontas, you know? Uh, both of those ideas are absurd. The difference is the idea that somebody got on a ship with the intention to kill specific Native Americans is outrageous and undocumented and just beyond beyond any reasonable historical analysis and overview. The problem is the other side seems like that until you realize it's a romanticized version of history that might, might not and probably didn't play out that way. And it, in fact, it, it definitely didn't play out that way. You know, let's just be honest. It didn't play out that way. That's how we think it played out. But even so, if you've read my book, Occult Arcana, you'll know that there are other Thanksgivings. And they relate to 
the Battle of Saratoga, their Thanksgivings that are, uh, you know, in Texas. Uh, the first official, unofficial, official, unofficial, at least in the state of Florida, it's the first official Thanksgiving, took place in the state of Florida. Did you know that? But we're not, we're not allowed, we're not allowed to see that information. I mean, it's in the, you know, it's in the history books, but not the history books you read at school, because if you read those history books that aren't in school, it's dangerous, right? I mean, think about this for a second. Thanksgiving is just a giving of thanks, right? And the arguments that this holiday was held in 1621 at Plymouth Rock for the first time is uh, just historically inaccurate. And, and that itself is a romanticizing of history because arguably the first feast of Thanksgiving took place in 1565 at St. Augustine, about 40 miles north of St. Augustine, uh, a year before that in the city of Jacksonville, the current city of Jacksonville. Others argue that the first feast took place in Texas. You know, each state wants to obtain its, its own historical supremacy in such an important historical event. But, you know, I don't necessarily care to promote one or the other. I just think it's interesting history. But the fact that it wasn't a buckle hat and a Native American with some painted handprints on his chest, you know, it wasn't like an Arnold Schwarzenegger-looking ripped guy with a loincloth or some woman running around with her boobs hanging out, you know, uncensored like the Disney films. They, they censor the, the, the Native women and the tribes, but then they put penises in the videos. So that's it's lovely. Uh, <laughs> I just, both sides are absolutely insanely wrong. And just one side is more insanely wrong than the other because the one side isn't even looking at history and trying to understand it. The one side is just making things up. Okay, let's be honest. The liberal progressive side, when it comes to holidays and appropriation, they're just making stuff up. The other side that are conservative and more moderate either don't know, don't care to know, and want to maintain the, the romanticization, or they just, uh, you know, they're just generally uninformed. And if someone showed them, they'd find it interesting that the first holiday probably wasn't 1621 at Plymouth, it was 1565 at St. Augustine or 1564 and the current city of Jacksonville. I mean, I have this whole thing documented in my book, Occult Arcana. I literally have, I'm looking at it right now just for point of reference, and I've got like, there's one, two, three, four, five, six. There's like six giant, these are like eight and a half by 11 pages, close to that, on Thanksgiving. Uh, the chapter subtitle is Unicorns, Turkeys, Harvest Festivals, and Giving Thanks, because that's what it's all about. It's giving thanks. Thanksgiving also was compounded on and, and, and turned into a holiday by, by several Revolutionary War victories. The first official day of Thanksgiving in the United States was not Plymouth. It was celebrated by the 13 colonies in order to honor the victories at the Battle of Saratoga. In response, Congress based on the surrender of the British general, Burgoyne declared December 18th of 1776 as a national day of, quote, solemn thanksgiving and praise and recognition of military success, not Native American conquest. And do you think, well, well, the Europeans did that. Well, the British had alliances with natives, and the natives had alliances with the colonies, and they fought each other. You know why? Because the natives were scalping each other, raping each other, and torturing each other, and burning their villages down way before Europeans came here. And there are some places that the natives never settled because they thought the land was haunted or they didn't like the area. 
So why can't Europeans settle there? I, I just It's just asinine. And then the first national day of Thanksgiving, you want to get real complicated, was held in 1789 when President George Washington proclaimed Thursday, November 26th to be, quote, a day of public thanksgiving and prayer, end quote, particularly to give thanks for the opportunity to form a new nation along with the establishment of a new constitution. Ooh, well, they don't like that. October 3rd, 1863, Abraham Lincoln declared a general blessing holiday to be one of the uh, Thursdays in November, the last Thursday in November. And that became the first day of giving thanks, as we know it, as a holiday. FDR later did some adjusting because of, you know, the commercialized aspects and the economy and all that. But, you know, the funny thing is, and this is where the stupidity just reaches monumental proportions, traditions of giving thanks to the land, God, and goddesses, be it for food, game, or renewed life, is not a United States holiday. Even the word holiday has transitioned from Old English, holigdag, meaning holy day. You know, all these dates that I've just given you, uh, they're essentially irrelevant. It's just the history of Thanksgiving as a day in the United States. Uh, Thanks for the safe passage and travels, uh, the establishment of a new settlement, the victory at battle, and the establishment of a new country. But there are several Native American harvest festivals that include dancing, singing, rituals, prayers, feasts, etc., Here's one for you. The next time you're liberal, progressive, or whatever they are, their communist, Confucius, Marxist Institute ideology tries to encroach upon your household and your children and your mind, remind them of the Green Corn Festival celebrated by the Cherokee and the Seminole and the Iroquois. They celebrated it during the first full moon after the corn crops were matured. So here you have the new moon ceremony, celebrating the first new moon of October with feasts and thanks for the harvest. Ooh, they don't like that. I got cold chills because I know that that put a dagger in a lot of people's hearts. It's a Cherokee tradition that the world was created in autumn. Celts had a very similar tradition. This relates to that November 1st date being the true beginning of the year or the new year. Historically, We give thanks for numbers and just endless numbers of reasons. To God, to goddesses, to land, to the gods, for a successful harvest, the gathering of crops. You know, when this happened, a feast would be held to, you know, give thanks for the bounty and honor of the land and the spirits and for the preservation of life through winter. So when some moron from some university comes out and they're like, how to talk to your kids about Thanksgiving. Oh no, we can't have people getting together and having family time now. Could we? Here's another article. Why Americans don't celebrate Thanksgiving. It's a joyous thing when they don't celebrate. I mean, what does that sound like to you? They're literally demeaning, not only the foundation of a constitutional Republic, one of the first in the world that created such an abundance of wealth, prosperity, freedom, etc. That hundreds of years later, the most well-crafted psychological manipulation, the most well-crafted propaganda machines like television, and the most well-organized 
psychological operations run by intelligence agencies still can't fully remove that spirit of liberty from the hearts and the minds and the souls of the people that occupy that country and wish to become citizens of it. That's how powerful it is. And that's why it's worth preserving. And when they say, can't have Thanksgiving, that's dangerous. Don't have white meat at Thanksgiving, that's dangerous. Here's a game. Do you think I made that up? Doesn't that sound like something you'd hear nowadays? No more white meat at Thanksgiving. I mean, hell, they told us we can't sing It's a White Christmas, right? Because that's racist. I'm dreaming of a politically correct Christmas. Just like the ones in the socialist utopia. I mean, is that what we're supposed to sing, folks? Am I supposed to say... I would like to thank you, Mao Zedong. I would like to thank Joseph Stalin. I would like to thank the state. And I would like to thank the transhumanist technocratic medical tyrants for experimenting on me. Without you, I would have no life and I would have no cockroach milk. What they're doing is they're destroying history. And they're destroying tradition because tradition holds society together. And when they destroy traditions that you assume, well, that's just an American tradition. No. Or maybe, yeah, maybe it is an American tradition, but it's, it's a Native American tradition. Okay? And it's not just Native American. It's, it's a human tradition. That's what they're trying to get rid of. That's what they don't like. That's what they hate. They can't have that. I don't like that. And we tell these uh, stories because they have purpose. And when you get rid of all this, we lose our purpose. And then we become malleable. Sounds like uh, just what the doctor ordered. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teaching. Stay with us. There's more after this. I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, bringing you health, history, symbolism, and, of course, black goo, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Release the curtain. Do you like The Secret Teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult? Then check out Ryan's books, available in PDF and softcover with free shipping in the United States. For a practical, balanced, and unique look at the food industry, vaccinations, the theories of disease, and geoengineering, grab a copy of Food Philosophy. For a deeper look into artificial intelligence, UFO cults, black goo, and packs made with the devil in the music and entertainment industry, have a look at the technological elixir. Or look for Ryan's masterpiece, Occult Arcana, an encyclopedia of occult knowledge spanning from mythology and science to symbols and sigils, from ritual magic to voodoo, and from comparative religion and psychic abilities to paranormal activity. All three books can be purchased on the website at thesecretteachings.info, where you can read reviews from other authors and radio hosts around the world. Just visit thesecretteachings.info. The truth is out there, and so are we. KTLK, digital broadcasting, The Fringe FM. 
People ask me every day what they can do to take control of their life in the face of an onslaught of misleading information and outright lies. I always tell them to take control of what they put in their body, including clean water. I personally used a Pro One water filter long before the company became Pro One. And after a few years, I decided to get an affiliate program set up for the show. Here's how it works. Visit our website at www.thesecretteachings.info and click on the Pro One water filter link on the slider bar at the top of the page. Whatever you purchase on their website, we get a small percentage. It's an honest and beneficial way to support the secret teachings and yourself. They've got water filters for the kitchen, dorm room, and even shower heads so things like chlorine don't become vaporized in the hot shower and inhaled. They make a great gift for yourself, your family, or your friends, and especially a great gift around the holy days. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info, click on the banner, support Pro One, and support the secret teachings five nights a week on The Fringe FM. Listen to The Rogue Report every Wednesday live at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern here on The Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. For a lot longer than most podcasts have been around, The Secret Teachings has been at the forefront of unique investigation into both the mundane and the extraordinary. Critical thought and controlled speculation allowed us to determine that the much-anticipated UAP report would be vague, unexplained, and would simply imply the need for defense against national security threats. We determined that sonic weapons were the cause of Havana Syndrome a full year before CNN acknowledged the same. We told you about the mind-controlled magic, sex slavery, and intellectual theft in the music industry long before Britney Spears spoke out about her conservatorship, and we've been removed from radio for refusing to censor our show over international child trafficking networks and sex cults long before Epstein didn't kill himself. This has been done with no budget, only your support, and a will to learn and succeed. And you can continue to be a part of the Secret Teachings journey as we broadcast Monday through Friday after lighting the void with Joe Roop, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM, brings you exclusively The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. What's up, y'all? It's your boy Topher. You can find my music at tophertown.com. And right now you're listening to The Secret Teachings by Ryan Gable. The music tonight is White Bat Audio. That's White Bat Audio. I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and this is the Secret Teachings Radio, broadcasting around the world on the Fringe FM, the Fringe FM app, Stream Live, the Paranormal Radio app, and the secretteachings.info, where you can find our full show archive behind the scenes on Patreon. If you'd like to contact us, rdgable at yahoo.com. That's rdgable at yahoo.com. When people say they want to get rid of Thanksgiving, put all this emphasis on Black Friday and Black Friday being you know extended and now it's mostly done online. Some have argued that this is an attempt to remove God from the home. It's an attempt to remove God from society and culture. That's the Christian angle. Others have argued that this is just raw commercialization and it should be fought and resisted. and That's more of like an anti-capitalist angle. But a lot of that anti-capitalist stuff, it sounds good, doesn't it? Because it's like, yeah, Thanksgiving is way too commercialized. In my view, anyway. But if people want to sell cut-out turkeys, I'm not going to stop them. 
if people want to buy two turkeys, I'm not going to stop them. I don't think you should eat a lot of meat. I don't eat any meat. It's not because I want to tell you how to live your life and because I believe the climate is shifting because of man-made global warming. I don't buy it. Although I do believe in global warming because man creates global warming through geoengineering programs. So it's just a convoluted, confusing subject. And I've seen all these articles. I just, I've seen so many of them. And I knew that Thanksgiving and the following, uh, the, the days before and the following days would just be chocked full of reasons why we should hate Thanksgiving, reasons why we should hate America. And they just, they just pumped these articles out. I'm, I'm, they had them ready in the holster. And then they were like, okay, it's Thanksgiving, and they draw. And they start pulling them out and shooting them. Here's a couple of reasons. This is from Yahoo News and The Independent. Here are some reasons why Americans don't celebrate Thanksgiving. I guarantee you they all vote the same color no matter who runs for office, and it doesn't matter if it's red or blue. But here's one of the reasons. Thanksgiving is considered by some to be a national day of mourning. A national day of mourning. Why? Well, because not only did the pilgrims have dinner with the natives, what they didn't tell you was they actually had the natives for dinner. They ate them. They killed them. They were cannibals. They didn't tell you that in school, right? So we're mourning the Native Americans who scalped each other, burned villages down, and killed each other. Well, that doesn't justify murdering them. If they didn't do anything to us, right? Of course not. But those pilgrims that had meals with the Indians, they probably had several meals with the Indians. White Europeans were here in the 1300s and had family relationships with Native people. But let's see. Let's see what Professor from the University of Texas at Austin said. One indication of moral progress in the United States would be to replace Thanksgiving and its self-indulgent family feasting with a national day of atonement accompanied by a self-reflective collective fasting. Oh, you want me to live like I'm living in the 1950s in China. That's what you want. You want me to atone for things I didn't do, genetic, historical guilt, and then you want me to fast. You want me to starve to death. That's, that's what you're saying. I mean, can you believe there are people at universities who believe this, who think this, who say this? You can have your opinion, and I'm fine with that. But I'm pointing out why this person is expressing this view. It's because they don't want you to celebrate the giving of thanks, even if the tradition of giving thanks is as old as Europe and as old as Native America. The Native Americans had their own traditions of giving thanks. They had a, a festival one festival, kind of a famous uh, festival that uh, some of the Native American tribes had, was a festival called Green Corn, celebrated by the Cherokee, the Iroquois, and the Seminole. Am I allowed to ask that question, Professor, at the University of Texas at Austin? Am I allowed to ask that question? You know, Native Americans have their own Thanksgiving. Can we celebrate that one? Or is that cultural appropriation? Right? But no, no, no. He's in a moral position of high authority and he says we've made more progress in the united states with and you know just all these things that are happening we we, we really need a day of atonement and reflective uh, collective fasting uh you can kiss my ass okay you're not going to get me to fast for your ideology you're not going to get me to atone for something i didn't do the audacity of these people 
Here's another reason. Americans are frequently guilty of cultural appropriation in their celebrations. Why? Because they've been brainwashed by professors at the University of Texas at Austin. That's why. Because they think being proud of their heritage or understanding it for that matter because they've been brainwashed since childhood is a dangerous thing. We're told that all the things that children do with turkeys and the Mayflower and pilgrims, these are inaccurate historical references. Mm. And uh, they make the battle for equality and accurate representation an ongoing one for Native Americans in America. Well, last time I checked, if you're a Native American and, and, and you celebrate your traditional, you know, cultural things that you you have a thanksgiving you just celebrate it for a different reason probably right so if that's the case should we take your thanksgiving away as well because you're an american right and they're saying in this article americans don't celebrate thanksgiving so i guess you're not an american you're just a native which is which is the attitude of some people who did want to eliminate native people it's the same attitude of the senators that were in the Ku Klux Klan. It's the same attitude of those who wanted to maintain slavery for their own benefit. Those people actually exist, and they're the ones that are telling you that we don't want to celebrate Thanksgiving anymore. We need to get rid of culture. We need to have a non-indulgent family feast where we fast, and then we need to atone for our sins. Even if we didn't do anything, it's the sins of our ancestors. I mean, this is just disgusting. It's just absolutely repulsive. This is the kind of stuff that's published. You know, most Americans don't celebrate Thanksgiving in the same way that most Americans do celebrate Thanksgiving for just any number of reasons. Some people just can't afford it. You know, when gas is $4 a gallon and, and, you know, people are demoralized, like some would celebrate because that's more reason and some would say, I can't afford it, let's forget about it. You know, and, and not everybody likes the idea of uh, a Thanksgiving anyway. Some people just don't celebrate it because they don't like it. And people also don't celebrate because they can't agree when it happened, right? But don't worry. The main reason is because people are mourning. Are there really people mourning? Are there people that woke up yesterday morning and were mourning? I just, I imagine, I mean, obviously the person who does that is going to be living in at least a two-story house in the suburbs. And they're absolutely going to be driving an Escalade, a giant SUV, you know, something real big and bulky and a gas guzzler. And they, they have to have at least one sign or T-shirt in their house that says Greta for president or climate change initiative now or BLM or something. You get the idea. And I guarantee you, because statistically this is the case, their skin is going to be incredibly pale and pasty, you know, like uh, Milky from me, myself, and Irene. And they're going to wake up, and they're going to be crying. And maybe they already did yesterday. They woke up, and they just, they woke up bawling. They're just crying. And, you know, maybe, maybe you know, their mom came in and said, are you, are you okay? What, what happened? So I just, <laughs> I killed all these Native Americans. It's like people that think that way are very dangerous to society. It's called being hysterical. It's called schizophrenia. And just like people now saying pedophilia is a good thing, 
This is normalizing mass psychosis. That's what is happening. It's normalizing mass psychosis. So here's the bottom line. We don't know exactly what happened at any of the first Thanksgivings. We have a, an idea, but we romanticize these ideas because they are historically significant, and they mean a lot more than the paintings and the symbols. And they're a lot more accurate, even so, being based loosely on something than something that is totally made up and fictionalized. They mean more than the, the progressively distorted anti-American, anti-society, anti-community, anti-family, anti-human ideology dumped and pumped and stuffed like a turkey into your child's mind from the time they're born. We tell the stories, even if they don't have all the details, which some exploit to push another narrative, because they are equivalent to our modern mythologies. These are the things that make up our culture, that allow us to understand where we came from and where we are going. No matter good or bad, these stories represent who we are, and we can learn from them, even if we're repeating good things in the stories. And even if we repeat a bad thing, we learn from those mistakes. And I wonder what's going to happen in 100 or 200 years. We have all this mythology, astrology, fairy tales, folklore, etc. What's going to happen in 100 years from now? What is going to be our mythology? What's going to be our social cohesion? What's going to be the thing that draws and pulls us together? I mean, is there going to be anything? Or will people just no longer shake hands, kiss, touch, get near each other, or even show their faces like, you know, like a common criminal? Will people even have children or, or even have sex for that matter? Or will the, the orgasm be eliminated? Is there going to be any humanity left when those that want to save the world for themselves are complete with their great leap forward reset? Is there going to be any kind of thanksgiving? Is there going to be a thanks for the giving the throwing of a tiny bone to the proletariat. Maybe we'll give thanks to that. Can't give thanks to God. Can't give thanks to country. Those are evil things. You have to give thanks to the state. I mean, Thanksgiving is just a giving of thanks. Mostly just for abundance, for something being provided. Various countries have versions of Thanksgiving. The Native Americans have versions of giving thanks. And the United States is by far and obviously not the only country. It's just absurd. People have, um, people have been given thanks for a long time, for a lot of reasons. That's where a lot of our traditions and mythologies come from in the first place. So not only is the attempt to eradicate thanksgiving a demeaning of the giving of thanks of native tribes, it's also demeaning not only to the culture, it's demeaning to history. It's meant to deteriorate the very thing that it claims to preserve while ripping down the very thing that actually preserves the thing that the other thing wants to rip down. Thanksgiving means giving thanks. And people have given thanks at festivals and feasts, holidays and holy days and celebrations for thousands of years. When you talk about getting rid of Thanksgiving and replacing it with something else, you're not talking about the United States. You're talking about giving no thanks, unless it's to the state, anywhere in the world. They're talking about eliminating rituals, ceremony, tradition, culture, society, history, family, friendship, cohesion. They want to replace it with insects, soy, whitewashed and distorted, made-up, fictionalized history, racial inequality, and a new standard normal that includes and involves a ministry of truth, a ministry of love, and a ministry of peace. They want to replace family discussions with more divisive arguments that will ultimately lead to separation or conversations that are stale and without emotion. 
Everybody's afraid to offend somebody else and to say something that might be considered offensive, wrong, racist, sexist, bigoted, etc. Oh my God, what am I going to say? It could offend somebody. Oh no. Even what is appropriate to say today might be socially unacceptable tomorrow or in an hour in this ever-changing world of political correctness. What us, um, what us Americans believe is that we want to express ourselves and respect other people at the same time. There's balance there. You know, what's, what is uh, social justice today, just like political correctness, might be social injustice tomorrow in this ever-changing world of cultural revolution. So although we have abundance, we're afraid to see a few, uh, few less items in the store, and media portrays this as a good thing to bring the world into balance. This is good. You don't have anything, and you're going to like it. Just remember what happens when abundant countries start to lose their abundance. The rest of the world becomes poor as well. There are plenty of resources and plenty of space to live on this planet, and it is absolutely preposterous, absurd, and egregious. It is repugnant that anyone suggests that there isn't enough space, that there aren't enough resources. There are plenty of all of them. There's an artificial restriction on resources. There's overcrowding of people in cities, though. And despite all of this, we still have it pretty good here in the United States. And I'm thankful for that. I'm also thankful for all of you listening to this show right now. All of you who have bought one of my books, Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy, or The Technological Elixir. I'm thankful to all of you who have subscribed to the archive, whether weekly, monthly, or yearly, reoccurring, or if you've donated once to get a subscription. I'm thankful to all of you who have signed up on Patreon or bought a water filter in the last year. These are the things that we're doing for the show, and they allow us to do what we do, and I'm thankful that you allow me to do the one thing that I'm really, really good at in life, preparing and doing radio. And if you think I'm bad at it, well, then you should see the rest of my life. It must be pretty bad then. I'm thankful to all of you who donated a few dollars or some people $100 or $50 to our Escape from New York fundraiser. We made uh, close to three-quarters of the total funds in just a couple of weeks. I mean, thankful is not really the wording I can, I, I can appropriately apply. Um, I'm humbled by it. This show means so much to you that you'll donate $50, $100. That's a lot of money. I realize that's a lot of money. I realize $5 is a lot of money. So thank you very much for that. And that fundraiser is still open, by the way. rdgable at yahoo.com is the email for PayPal. I haven't really been promoting it outside of the show. Just rdgable at yahoo.com, rdgable at yahoo.com. That's the PayPal email. Or just click the link on the website. And you know if you donated $25 and you're like, hey, I decided I wanted a book, well, let me know and we'll, we'll get, to, get it out to you. You know, I'm thankful for all the support I receive in email. I'm really thankful for that. I had a listener who emailed me uh, this week from, uh, from a country that uh, I didn't know was listening. I know we're around the world, but our listener, uh, we'll just go by the initials CD. And uh, he gave me the pronunciation of, of the name, but I'm just going to go with CD. He said he's from Turkey, and he's been following the show for about half a year. 
And he said he appreciates the investigation and the concise and plain language that everybody can understand. He asked me, uh, I'm just going to be raw and honest with you. He's, a, he's asked me if I could, uh, I could slow down when I speak a little bit. So I've taken that into consideration tonight and last night, actually, because I, I saw your email before, uh, uh, before the show Wednesday. Uh, and if you're listening, uh, you know, we do focus on information outside of the United States, not very explicitly, but he told me from Turkey, he said, uh, we Turks, this is a quote, we Turks are day by day exploited by the government in every meaning in daily life. Taxes, high inflation, corruption, government officials, illegal drug affiliated issues, and the protection that has been served to them by the president of Turkey himself. And he said, if those issues would be inaugurated in the USA, what would you and U.S. citizens do? Well, CD, if you don't know a lot about what's going on here, we have taxes. They're just not as bad as Turkey and high inflation. It's getting worse, but that's because of intentional artificial corruption of government officials. And I mean, you didn't say human trafficking, but we got a whole hell of a lot of it here, and it's in government. Child trafficking. And yeah, it's the president, it's the White House, it's it's corrupt, invisible elements within the government, you know. But we combat that by living on the blood and the sweat and the tears of our ancestors who established a Republican form of constitutional government with three branches of government, where when our president says, you're going to take experimental forced vaccines or you're not going to be able to live, lawyers and federal courts say, hold on a second, that's not necessarily a legal thing that you can do. And then we have a Congress, which is arguably the most powerful, and that's comprised of the House and the Senate, and they get to make laws, and then the president can sign those or veto those laws. We have a representative form of government, but even so, it's crazy corrupt. Payouts, bribes, threats, etc., But whatever the case, I really appreciate you listening from Turkey. And I hope that maybe you can turn your friends on to the show. I also know that we have uh, have a pretty good listener base in a number of countries. Uh, Didn't know Turkey, uh, but I know we have listeners, Canada, the U.S., Mexico. I'm going to go down the list. I'm trying to think. The United Kingdom, Australia, Japan, various parts all over Europe. Um, I think I've seen consistently two hits from Iraq, uh, but I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure about that, but I know we have some listeners in Israel. My God, if you're in Israel, uh, Germany for sure, definitely in Germany, obviously a part of Europe, um, probably don't get into China and don't like us there. And, um, where else do we get into? I mean, we got a lot of listeners in India. We got listeners all over the world. I mean, I'm grateful. I'm thankful for every single one of you for tuning into this show and for making this show what it is, whether you email me. And, and, and here's the thing. I mean, I can't get back to every email right away. I can't get back to every email right away. I, I literally have too much to do. I don't have a secretary. I don't have a team that works with me. I, I don't have time to get back to every email. And when I do, I don't have time to respond right away. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I have books and I have shows to prepare and I have a fiance and I have food to cook and I have life to live and my son and I, I'm moving now to Arizona and I've got other stuff going on. 
I can't respond to every email, but I'm, I'm listening just like you're listening. I'm here just like you're there. And I sincerely appreciate it. And I want to, I want to tell CD and Turkey the same thing. I, I, I appreciate the congratulations. He said, I congratulate you and your fiance. Hope I wish you to Felicity. And he said, uh, you know, he'd like to read the books, but well, USDA currency skyrocketed against the Turkish lira. So I cannot afford to buy them. So here's the deal, CD, if you're listening, I will be able to send you digital copies of all the books if you'd like to read them. rdgable at yahoo.com. That's rdgable at yahoo.com. If you're thankful for them, I will give you the digital copies of the books. And I will see, I will see what it would cost to drop ship them to you in Turkey. That's CD from Turkey, one of our newer listeners. Thank you so much for supporting the show. And I hope that you enjoy and, uh, you know, you get, you get a, a, an overview of what we talk about on this show. It's a lot more than, you know, what we've discussed tonight. But, you know, the, the esoteric, the occult elements within, uh, within Thanksgiving are interesting. I mean, you, you look at the abundance, the horn, the cornucopia, you've got the unicorn and harvest festivals and mythologies and things that are just at the root of society and culture. When people want to get rid of that, they want to get rid of society and culture. They want to get rid of the cohesion. They want to get rid of families, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, None of that is mistake. All that is intentional. And, you know, although Lady Fortuna is shrugging, all of us can support her by putting a little bit of weight on things that matter. Just put a little bit of weight on the things that matter. I'm Ryan Gable, and this is the Secret Teachings Radio on the Fringe FM. Broadcasting Monday through Friday here on the Fringe. Saturday mornings, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for one hour on Aftermath.fm. We have a Patreon page with an archive bundle. You get all the shows, the montages, the digital books. You get a copy of either Food Philosophy or the Technological Elixir and access to behind-the-scenes content. Or you can go to our website. You can subscribe to the archive, the montages, the digital books yearly. You get a free copy of one of the books. Your choice with that option. You can also get a copy of Occult Arcana. We sell the books separately on the website. You can read reviews. We've sold through a lot of them. The Food Philosophy book right now, donate $12. It's yours, free shipping in the United States. It's almost 50% off right now. Trying to get rid of them for the move. And I have a bunch of uh, Food Philosophy books. So that book is yours. I've autographed them with Thanksgiving 2021 right here on the show last night. And uh, I'm giving away three of those food philosophy books. Just send me an email. Let me know what you're thankful for. Write me a paragraph or something, and I will get you a copy of those books. You just got to pay for shipping because shipping has gone, you know, through the roof uh, because of those white, you know, supremacists and all that. That's really what's causing the problem. Uh, And I hope you didn't eat white meat last night because that is the number one killer on Thanksgiving. If you didn't know, that's according, not my opinion, that's according to the White House. Uh, Um... Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for supporting the show. Thank you for supporting the Fringe FM as well. All these shows are in the archive. If you'd like to contact me, rdgable at yahoo.com. That's rdgable at yahoo.com. 
as I say at the end of every show, I want you to stay safe, stay healthy, stay informed, and we will talk to you on the next broadcast. I'd also like to extend another double thanks for all of you who have supported our fundraiser to escape from New York, especially some of those emails people have sent me. Thank you so much. Really, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And my fiance, Hope, she thanks you as well. She didn't have an opportunity to come in here tonight, but she thanks you as well. Thank you so much. The fundraiser is open until we move uh, first week of December. So if you have a few more dollars you'd like to contribute, not if you already did, but somebody else, we would greatly appreciate that as well. To move the studio out to Arizona. If you live out there or if you live along the way, just type in Rochester, New York to Tucson, Arizona. And if you live along that route, let me know. Maybe we can stop by and say hi on the move. Again, I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. We'll talk to you next week on the show. We've got a lot of guests lined up next week. I think we got... Jordan Maxwell, Charlie Robinson, Clyde Lewis, and a number of others right here on The Secret Teachings.